It's the next level. Warning. The following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Primers, into this another summer episode of the DC Primetime Podcast. From the spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network, I am Ben Beck. And from Still Afraid of the Dark, I am Rob Martin. Uh, We are bringing you uh, another summer episode. As we said, we've gone bi-weekly for the summer, but that's all right. It's time again, and this time around, we are talking Titans. Uh, As Season 2 has premiered on the DC Universe streaming service, and... Rob and I have had the opportunity to watch it, and we're going to talk a little bit about it this week. Yeah, um, like I said, we're just going to talk about the the pilot episode. I, I know at this point of recording, the first two episodes are out, um, but I think it's just easier for us to kind of stick to the one. We'll, we'll do our normal, you know, psychic hero legend. I don't think there's need to to throw a number score on it, but no, I don't. Yeah, think so. I, it's that. Then again, we got a little bit of news today, but I, this is going to be a relatively short one. We and say I, that quite often. <laughs> well, we're on a time crunch today, so it's actually going to have to have to happen. So, yes. So we're we can. This is not going to be over an hour. I'll, I'll put it no, that not at so. all. Um, and I think it's going to be said too. We're just going to give you the notice right now that when it comes to Titans. Uh, Rob and I have been discussing this a little bit. We've made mention of this on the podcast before that, you know, there's talks now that come January after crisis ends, we might be wrapping up the podcast. And I think we're leaning more and more towards that the further we get into it. So not only time-wise will we possibly not have time to do a full season recap, season two of Titans, but one of the main reasons why we are wrapping up this podcast is, uh, you know, we've talked about this numerous times. We've become kind of jaded in our views of this, and we we kind of want to go back to viewing these shows as fans. So, and and Rob, you even mentioned that it might not be possible to do that now because we've become so jaded to these these shows that we've grown that we've known for oh, the past right. couple yeah, years. No, absolutely. And even th- after we wrap this podcast, we're probably still going to be jaded. Well, I was, you know, I, I've got hope. Um, I, I definitely have hope after watching episode one of Titans. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Well, I, I have hope that, you know, we might not be as jaded with the CW shows too, because if crisis shit turns out to be as big of a shakeup as we're expecting it to be, it can be completely new territory that we're going in with fresh eyes, not as, you know, as critical anymore. Oh, yeah. No, it's super possible. I, I mean, again, it, it's possible that I'll be reinvigorated as soon as things come back in. I could just be excited that we're only doing a handful of episodes to, like, discuss all of this. You know, it, it'll be it'll be different. It's going to yeah. be very, very different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking forward to just kind of taking our next steps here, figuring out what our next show is beyond all this stuff. Which we've um, talked, we've asked, we've got a couple ideas. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but we're, I think we'll take a nice little break. I'm looking forward to more, more or less taking the break. Yeah, I am too, because as, as it stands right now, we're recording. We are inundated with podcasts right now. <laughs> yes, between, between me with the Lost podcast, we have DC Primetime, we're really booking through like two a day with the Still Afraid of the Dark. Uh-huh. You have Caffeine Crew that yeah. you're still doing. We are heavily weighed down with podcasts at the moment, and like, we love podcasting. I love seeing you. But Me not too. as much. No. Go away. <laughs> no. We're currently, yeah, usually we do this over... Over Skype. But, over internet connection, but, but... With our new show, we have a lot we have to do in person. Yes. So it's it's very different. It's, We've been... There have been a couple times over these past couple weeks where I've seen you like two or three times a week. Yeah, which be, is rare. Which between is gatherings rare. and recordings. So yeah. yeah. So Titans, you're probably not going to hear a an annual for season two because we, we're going to talk about this, this premiere and then we kind of just want to go and enjoy the season and not be overly critical about it not have to worry about analyzing it to talk about it during an annual so yeah. and honestly it's kind of exciting to just maybe be like hey i'm not gonna watch it every week and i'm gonna binge a couple episodes yeah. in a row and i'm like that'll be nice exactly it'll be very cool so exactly. i'm looking forward to it 
Uh, so with that being said, let's just jump into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we, we had the season two premiere, which just premiered uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. At this point. Oh, uh, no, not two weeks ago. It's only been a week and a day, honestly. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it was yeah. episode two was this past Friday, which for us at the time of recording was two days ago. Yeah. So, so it's been it's been nine days. Either nine, nine days. Nine days. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but let's start off with the ranking. As you mentioned, sidekick hero legend, what are you giving uh, season two, episode one, Trigon? I'm going to give it a really high hero. Um, I, there, there is about 10 or 15 minutes of it that I would definitely give a legend. <laughs> yep. But they did some weird, questionable things, in my opinion. We'll get into it in a second, but I would definitely say high, high hero. I'm right there with you. Um, we talked a little bit about this after seeing it, and that first 40 minutes of the episode you can definitely tell was part of what they had planned for the finale last yeah. year. And it was weird because I was like, dude, this is what everything you build up to to last, last season to finish and you didn't do it. Yeah. It, it was confusing. It's kind of akin to, to, I kind of give it akin to Supernatural because there was a particular season of Supernatural where they built up this whole storyline. They ended the season in a cliffhanger. Um, oh, it was the one with uh, where... Um, Castiel becomes possessed or becomes like dark, becomes a dark version of himself at the very end of the season. So there was so much they could have done with that going into next season, but they wrapped that whole story in the premiere of the following season and then completely changed gears and went into something new. So it kind of felt like that a little bit where you build up this whole season of Trigon, you got rid of Trigon in the season premiere, and then you shift gears into something new. Whereas... But the difference between that and Supernatural, with the way Supernatural did it, is when Supernatural shifted gears after they cleared Castiel, I didn't really care about what they were doing after that. I, and I kind of lost interest in the rest of the season because I was geared up for what they could have done with it. But what Titans gave us in that last 10 to 15 minutes, I, I, I think I legit squealed like a girl. Yeah, I, I, because of one thing in particular. Oh yeah, that they absolutely. Gave us. I mean, I, I think really what it boils down to, and I guess we're just kind of rolling into this conversation. Yeah. With, but it's it, you think about it is, you have something that's shot for a season finale, then use it as your season finale. Like, um, yes, the ten or fifteen minutes that they shot t- to tweak and change it in between seasons was the stuff that was super enjoyable. But like. It felt like a season finale, and and in the fact that it was wrapping up an entire season's plot thread, it was shot that way already last year. Yeah, and I'm like, the fact that they did that was, it didn't make sense. It well, really didn't make sense. Like it, it's, I don't like. I mean, it, the problem is, it's the season one of Titans ended, in my opinion, kind of poorly. Like it, it, it just, it was not as strong. It enough, was mediocre. It was, it was not a strong cliffhanger yeah. to end on. At all. Like, it, it didn't have any sense of finality. The cliffhanger just felt kind of like a fart in a, a big room. It was just kind of like, <laughs> what was the purpose of that, you know? Yeah. But, but the last 10 minutes that they gave us of this episode, had they ended season two with that? Right. Oh, I would have been... And I was already anticipating season two. Right. Because of how good season was. This felt like was. a preview episode of what's good to come this year. And that's, that's what it felt like. It's But like I said, they wrapped it up. The, the wrap-up was kind of like, okay, cool, can we just get done with yeah. the, this dark, like, You're overly right. dark and gritty Titan it's, it story? It felt like season two, episode zero, zero. Right. Like a prologue yeah. Yeah, to the season. So I think I think you're absolutely right. It would have worked better as a season finale to last season because right. had we gotten what we gotten because it would have made you excited for what's to come yes, next year. I would have been so much more into right. I was already anticipating it, but I would have been anticipating season two even more had that been the way season one ended. Yeah. So, um, but I think one of the great things here is like we do kind of like I said we bring all of our characters back together that we've met so far in season one. Mm-hmm. Um. No new additions uh, in this episode, minus the tease of the first big bad. Well, the the, the big bad for the season. Yes. But everybody else's people that we've already met at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see them all together. We, I, see the, we see the Titans. We see Hawk. We see Dove. Right. Um, correct. Jason Todd is Robin. So, yeah, yeah. We've, we've got all of our characters together. Yeah. So, we have our entire roster. Um, you know, we do see the transformation of Trigon into a more traditional-looking Trigon, which I think they did a great job with. Me too. He, he looked re- really fantastic. It was exactly what you would expect off the page. So, kudos to them on really nailing that look. Um, 
you know, we go into all these little, like, side vignettes of each of the characters, kind of how they kind of get tormented into kind of becoming part of Trigon's army, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and then it really boiling down to just Beast Boy. And Beast Boy being the heart of the team. And one of the great things is, is we see Beast Boy almost practically killed, so Trigon can try to break Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see his first transformation in something other than yes, a tiger. I was going to mention that too. We see him as a snake. We see him turn into a snake, which was, I was like, and when I saw it, I'm like, yes, they're starting to branch him out. And it's kind of like he's getting a grasp on his powers and doing new things. And I'm like, this is cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of what they're going to show us. Uh, Brian, Brian Potter is awesome in this show. Yes, I agree. He is, uh, he is such a perfect uh, Beast Boy. He plays it so incredibly well. And so Tegan Croft really showed showed her uh, her strength playing Raven in this episode, too. Uh, and when I not was on- really, really like, shocked on, on the switch that, that gets flipped before the end of the yeah. episode. And not only that, but, you know, also with Raven, we kind of get a more completed Raven by the oh, end, too, with the, with the jewel in the head. Yes. Um, we see her heart kind of pulled from her chest yes. and crushed down into a gem, which is the traditional gem in Raven's. Yes. Raven's forehead that we see. But like also we see her with the cloak later before the end of the mm-hmm. episode, the hair fully purple, not just a couple little streaks. Like and obviously I think it's kind of amusing is when the dust settles from the Trigun fight, which is over relatively quickly. Um, you know, really it's just it's Raven confronting Trigun and kind of like, Nope, you're not doing this anymore and just kind of fully unleashes her power on him and it's Kind of a blink and you miss it yeah. feeling. I mean, and it, it's fine, but I think it's also kind of like it was the right move for the start of season two. They were we need to move on from this plot thread. But by the end of it, Raven feels like Raven finally. Um, but also, once that happens and the dust settles and the kind of grip on the rest of the Titans is kind of let go with his, like, you know, Trigon being kind of booted into back to his dimension. Um, you actually see the dust physically settle and Raven coming out like a completely different character. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because you could definitely tell what was shot not last year because you see Tegan Croft age up very much a year. Yes. Which yeah. is kind of amusing. And um, I think you even see, I think you even see, see Gar aged up a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, well. like, he, he, he's not, I mean, he doesn't look physically like he has changed too much. Yeah. Uh, but like Tegan, she definitely looks a year older. Post that scene, uh, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, I absolutely. Mean, but it, it, but when she comes out, though, you're like, that's Raven. But like, what's something else that's interesting is when the dust settles is the the heft of the show, that horror aspect that like kind of like held season one in it, kind of its grasp, disappeared. It felt like everything lightened in that moment. Like the whole show kind of took us more instead of feeling that like we felt like with Doom Patrol and all these other yeah. little things where it feels like yes, they're going to give us a serious story. But they're not afraid to crack a couple jokes along the way. And that kept happening post that scene with Jason Todd and Hank Hall, like just bickering back yes. and forth, which is fun. Jason just being this wonderful, wonderful, like just obnoxious little, little shit. He's the one I noticed <laughs> so, a little bit more lighter than what we got of him last season. Oh yeah. Because even with, when it came to, to when them, when, when they're leaving at the end and he closes the tire before Dick can close the window and we get that moment, like he did that on purpose. <laughs> like that, there's those little moments that I, you can tell if they continue, which we know they will, yeah. are just going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. And well, they're also doing a great thing of changing the mythos a little bit around some of these characters. Like we get our first introduction to um, Ian Glenn this week as Bruce, as, as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And I love Ian Glenn. Man, let me tell you, he could not do an American accent no. to save his life. I felt the same way. Like, I, I, I love Ian Glenn, too. Like, I loved him in Game of Thrones. And I thought he was going to be a very interesting choice for Bruce. But unlike some other previous versions of Bruce Wayne that we've gotten where I, I was sold from the beginning, I need to see a little bit more from I, him I, before. I, I, I really liked him. Yeah. But it was, it felt like there Bruce was... Bruce feels British. Bruce does feel British. Yeah. Like, he feels British because it's just Glenn's accent just poking through like hard yeah um exactly. and it's possible that they'll that it will lessen uh because we know we're going to see a fair amount of him this year yeah um because i know a big part of this season is the relationship between bruce and um 
stick as far as them kind of patching up their, their relationship. Yeah. There's quite a, I mean, there's quite a few things coming this season that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Oh, God, there's so much. I, I mean, obviously, we're getting Connor Kent and as Superboy. Right. Uh, you know, uh, which we I think we don't get until episode three. Um, uh, I'll tell you in a second. Well, yeah, I, I, think it's I know it's coming up. Yeah, I, I know. I know he does not appear in episode two. The uh, episode two is titled Rose, so we get our introduction to Rose Wilson, which obviously we all know is Ravager from the comics. Um, and I heard she she does a great job too, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. From, um, but I haven't gotten, had again the opportunity to watch episode two. But I do know that Connor has not appeared. Neither has Aqualad. No, so and, far in episode. And two. Connor, you're right. Connor does not appear until episode three. Yeah, uh, which is titled. But he's in the remainder of the season once we get him. Correct, correct. And I heard there's now these are just purely speculation. This is just rumor. But I think there's rumor that we might get a Miss Martian. In in this season as well, there 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 was rumblings, but I've not heard anything about casting. Um, and it was that was a rumbling from like six months ago, so I don't know if it's no. This is actually a recent rumor because apparently somebody said they can kind of spot her in the trailer when the trailer was released. We'll see. I mean, it's I think it's a big wait and see. But I've also heard rumor of Kid Flash. Coming in at some point. Yeah, I've heard rumors of Kid Flash recently. There was just a rumor that we were going to get um, uh, Joven Wade from Titans coming in to play Cyborg for a couple episodes, mm-hmm. which I would not be surprised if that does indeed From happen. Doom Patrol, you mean? Yeah, or for Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah Doom Patrol. Uh, that, that he's going to be making an appearance. Uh, we also saw recently, too, uh, that there is a episode two nods to Roy Harper. So it's the question of how many Titans are we going to get in this season? And I wouldn't be surprised if we see, because like, you know, this episode does truly give us by the end, the acknowledgement that no, the Titans and Titans tower were very much things that existed and went horribly wrong. So the question is what went horribly wrong? Yeah. Uh, Our good friend TJ, who has been on the show and Kathy crew and all of these other shows that we do uh, brought up a really interesting theory of that. What if the, that aqua lad, it's only in flashback scenes, and he's he is a casualty that happened originally. Uh, okay, and, and I'm like, you know what? I I could see that because like it's that idea of I, I would not be surprised if one of these major Titans characters is a character that we see only in flashbacks from and, the previous iteration of the Titans. From the previous yeah. iteration, because we do see that real quick shot near the end with uh, Ryan Porter's Beast Boy going into kind of like you know the costume room where mm-hmm. we see like. You know, um, we see Robin, we see Hawk, we, we see, see Dove, Donna's, uh, and Don, yeah, Donna's. Uh, they're all in their spots, suited up, and kind of like, oh my god, this is Titan's Tower. This is just freaking amazing. And I know we'll talk about this in a second, yeah, but yeah, um, but it was kind of one of those things that I have a feeling we haven't seen the end of of those flashbacks and the importance and why the Titans fell apart. Originally. Well, I mean, even even in the introduction of our big bad for the season, you know, we get that moment where Jason Todd jumps in front of the camera and say, "Titans are back, bitches!" Like, yeah. And it's, you know, so we know purely from that that the Titans have existed before. And then when we see that it brings Deathstroke back into the mix, when he sees that news coverage and he goes back and he, we can see that he was retired from what he was doing as an assassin. He's now coming back because the Titans have returned. We know whatever has, whatever has been because of the Titans before, he has had involvement in. So this is going to be a revisit of a storyline that's new to us, but has been... The, the Titans have dealt with before yeah. and that this new version of the Titans are probably going to end up having to deal with at the same time. Absolutely. So, so I'm looking forward to seeing that play out. Me too. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm really, really intrigued by what they're going to give us this season. So do you want to go into a little bit about Titans tower and that geek out moment? Let, uh, I mean, I think we've covered pretty much everything that we can. I mean, I think so. I mean like the fact that like once we both saw that scene between Bruce and, and Dick where they were talking and he's like, Hey, I want to talk about San Francisco. Yeah, that was the moment that I was like, oh, really? And uh, then we yeah. see the pan out. We see them go into, we see the men of the building. We see the costume room. We see the training rooms. And then it pans out into San Francisco into a tower. And that was, you and I pretty much agreed that we, that was a geek out moment that we were like, we just got Titans tower. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's not the T from, you know, teen Titans go, yeah. you know, on an Island, but it's still Titans tower nonetheless. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's still very much Titans tower, which was cool. I mean, it was just, it was exciting to see that moment. It yeah. was, they they have a home base this season. Uh, you know, like it, it's focusing on the young, young team members, you know, mm-hmm. like right now our team consists of Raven beast boy, Jason Todd Robin, which is just interesting, and then Dick Grayson kind of leading the charge there. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that 
versus kind of like, hey, here's your condition. <laughs> Take care of Jason. Take, <laughs> yeah. Help help beat the monsters out of him a little bit and see how that goes. So I'm curious to see how that story is going to shake up. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It'll be different. It'll be very different. And I, I mean, I love the fact, too, that we've gotten even more confirmation that the Justice League does, in fact, exist. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, we've gotten confirmation of existing in this in this universe. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see which of these characters we're going to end up seeing right. over time. And I do know episode two, if you haven't had the opportunity to watch yet, so Donna and... Um, Corey are are together in another plot thread by themselves, mm. and then you have Hawk and Dove, and obviously we know all of those things are going to pull together. I heard they did an amazing job with Doctor Light. Doctor Light made his made a large presence known in Episode Two. Okay, which he's a very interesting villain, especially because of some horrible, horrible things that happened in DC Comics with him. Um, but I'm very interested to see that play, uh, and and looking forward to seeing how that's going to play out. But um, you know, the quick couple scenes we did get of Slade Wilson, and all I can think of is Slade. I saw, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you said that because now every time I see Deadstroke, I just picture the hands out with the big Slade over top of it from Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Me and my wife did that for three minutes when he first made his appearance, when he was having all his somber moments and like shaving his beard, and we were like Slade. All the different ways that you could. And say. then all after we stopped that, I'm like, I'm pretty sure. You're a Deadpool, and then just like, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but, but let's bring that up though. What is yeah. what was your opinion on the look of Deathstroke? Because we see great. the costume, it, it looked like it was peeled right off, right off the page of the yeah. comics. Um, I mean, that's one thing that they've done exceptionally well is making sure these characters look like the characters. Um, you know, in Titans, they've done a great job of it. Doom Patrol, they've done a great job of it, and it's not a shock that he came out here and looking. I'm like, yep. That's 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 Deathstroke. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, it's no question. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of order, of of possibility that we're going to get a, a Titans Doom Patrol crossover because we've already gotten it. I mean, it was in season one. We were introduced to the Doom Patrol in season one of Titans. Yeah. So Cyborg wasn't yet part of the mix, but there's nothing that says they can't cross over again and oh. bring Cyborg into it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's already already rumblings that that Jovens is going to at least do an episode or two. Yeah, uh, and if that's the case, awesome. I mean, I, and I know there's rumblings of people online saying that with Crisis being as massive as it is in the CW Arrowverse, they're like, well, why? Uh, I hope they bring in the Titans. I hope they don't. Uh, Keep I, I them think it's separate. Been, I think it's already been confirmed that that will not yeah. happen. Keep them. I, I wouldn't want them to come in because they're too, they're, they're too diametrically different. It's too adult. Yeah. It, it's, to, it's, it's, it's too adult to the point where, not to say that you can't do those things. I mean, a lot of people already were kind of like, well, Black Lightning is in a very different place than the rest of the Arrowverse. But um, you can still see them crossing into each other. They still have that feel. Yeah. Um, this feels like a really long cinematic movie um, that is not afraid to take things into very dark places very quickly. I mean, I think about how many people did we see immolated, like beheaded, heads explode, things like that, and like graphically. Yeah. I don't want that boiled down to a, a simplified PG-13 because uh, I think it loses what, this stuff can be. I mean, like we had like this at the nuclear family last season, all these things that were great villains. They were thoroughly enjoyable, but like just thinking about how, how much that would have changed the impact of the fight and thinking that Dawn was dead um, near the end of it. I mean, like she was just like brutally injured by the end of that. And we were all like, Oh my God, please don't take Minka Kelly from the show. She's too awesome in this. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious to see how it's going to play out. But yeah, I don't want that crossover. I don't either. I, I, I just keep building this side because I think what they're doing here is great. Because think about it, like we have we have JSA and Stargirl right around the corner too. What if they say, hey, we're going to do a, a big crossover of all these things eventually on the DC Universe side? Like, bring it on. Yeah. If I can get two big crossovers every year and from two different areas, do it. Yeah. I love it. I, I would absolutely love now, it. Now, what would your thoughts be on if, because we already know we, we've got a, Different Bruce Wayne in this one, so a completely new Bruce Wayne. We've gotten mention of Spider-Man and Wonder Woman. Spider-Man? <laughs> Superman, sorry. Um, I mean, Tom Holland, I know he's a free agent, it feels like, at the moment a little bit. <laughs> so He's technically not a free agent. Well, no, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. He's already confirmed he's, he's going bought, with... He's bought and sold by Sony. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> so. much. Um, is there, do you think there's a possibility we could get those bigger heroes making cameos as well? And if we did, would you rather see them portrayed by new actors, or would you like to see people who've 
portrayed them before. Like if we ever saw The Flash, would you rather be Ezra Miller or would you rather be somebody new? Because we know it wouldn't be Grant Gustin. Oh, it would, it would have to be somebody new. Um, because if we're getting a new Batman, it's obvious what we would, and we're getting a cyborg that's already been established in this universe and not going to be Ray Fisher. We, I don't think it would make sense to bring over Henry Cavill or Gal Gadot. I, I also don't think, though, that we're going to see Ian Glenn as Batman. I don't either. I think he, it's, they made it clear when they cast him, he was cast as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think ultimately is going to boil down to is like, you're going to get nods to Diana and Clark and stuff like that consistently, but I don't think we're going to see any of them this I season. think it'd be fun to see a Diana and a Clark cast. I, I mean, it would be nice, but I don't think we're going to see them. I, okay. I generally don't think we're going to see Maybe them. Maybe the same way in Supergirl, how we had mentions of Superman, and we saw him like flying in the background, but we never saw him. Yeah. We never got a close-up before Tyler was cast as Superman. Right, and I, I think right now... I think there's an opportunity for them to play with Superman a little bit more because I think there was a rumbling a little bit ago that the brand new president of DC, or not DC, but Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. uh, I cannot remember her name to save my life, but um, it was the person that replaced Walter Hamada. That um, ultimately, I think the focus right now is going to be Wonder Woman with the DC films over us, over Superman. Okay. So, um, and we've heard a lot more rumors that Supergirl is more of an important project to them than Superman. Yeah. I think they know that they need to take some time away from his character to get him right. And I think really in all honesty is, I think Matt Reeves film is going to be that moment that goes, okay, here we're kind of starting again. Um, which is fine. You know, I think it's yeah. going to be, I think it's great. I can't wait to see. I mean, especially when they keep talking about, hey, it's essentially the long Halloween. I'm like, done and done. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my favorite stories that was ever written with for Batman. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, we're going to get our Wonder Woman to all these things and then they're going to figure out, well, how do we want to do this? I mean, again, Joker blew up. I mean, it's still like, I know it's percentage just dropped. Like, you know, I think it's down to like the high 70s. Well, I think because it, it hit a slew of negative reviews, which I don't know how because the movie hasn't been released yet. I think it's been another victim of the negative. Well, no, this is critical. These are critical oh, these review. are critical reviews. Okay. These are critical reviews, but a lot of people are like, it's it's so violent, and I think it's the violence part is pushing people away. Okay, um, but I think it's just about to premiere at Toronto Film Festival. So, but I mean, again, right now, everybody that is that has seen it for the most part, though, did still stay. It's an amazing movie. It's just not for everybody because yeah. it's a little intense. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard. And the other things are kind of like, what's the purpose of need of this? Well, the same thing can be said about Aladdin and Lion King. And they still did freaking amazing. So, uh, And you and I both refused to watch Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> you no, tried I, it. I tried. I, I generally wanted to see it. But I, I mean, for me, it's just kind of like going through and watching that. And I'm like, I don't need it, though. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are probably going to feel like that with Joker. They're like, well, what's the purpose of this? It's not giving us anything well i mean look at the the, the that's tying into a universe and look at the like difference that, so. between you and your wife i mean you can't oh, yeah. wait to see it and your wife has no interest right you know but so. i know it's again I, I you can look at that movie and know it's that's not gonna be forever yeah that's like saying hey let's watch taxi driver and people are like no i'm good <laughs> you know that's um, pretty same, much what they're saying the joker is his taxi driver and same with things like clockwork orange i've i think most people i know have seen clockwork clockwork orange at least once there's a lot of people I know that refuse to watch it again mm. because it's a little much. Like, it's a little too much for them. And I'm oh, like, yeah. and I get it. I, I totally get so it. So do I. Absolutely. I mean, it's like telling people, it's like, hey, Devil's Rejects is an amazing movie. And people are like, I can't watch something like that. Because it's, it's too gruesome. much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. And it's, and it, it's, I, I, I understand that completely. Those movies are not built for a, a family, a family of, of fans of, all genres that that is built for a specific audience and will remain that way. Yeah. Joker is going to be the same thing. And I think that's okay. I agree. But I mean like props to DC for taking such a risk and Warner brothers for taking such a risk because it feels like now the door is open to do anything. And that's the thing. And I that's think that's cool. I yeah. think that that was kind of their problem was they tried to market themselves and they tried to pattern themselves too much off of Marvel by creating this whole epic universe the same way that Marvel did. And there have been directors who, who have directed DC films who have since come out and said, we can't beat Marvel. Like, we're not going to beat Marvel. We can't, We shouldn't be Marvel. No, they should and, have just been DC the entire time. And now this Todd Phillips version of Joker is their way of saying, okay, you know what? We're going to try again. This time we're going to do our own thing. You know, so I know there are fans out there that still want this this huge interconnected universe with DC. They want all these crossovers. I we have it. We It's called TV. Yeah, I think we've already and the DC and the DC TV works really well. Yeah. And I think when it comes to the movies... 
I like the fact that they're going this standalone route with each movie telling their own story and just kind of being its own thing. I mean, well, you think about it, too. Like, we're talking Titans here and... Well, we were talking Titans here. And we're going to uh, get back to Titans yeah, in a second. Um, I mean, like, there's a, there's not a lot more to talk about with it. But, I mean, like, in the grand scheme of things, though, like, it's why people cared about things like Infinity War and Endgame and all that stuff. Because primarily it was, hey, we, we've been with these characters for a long period of time, watching them all cross over to these big things. It's why we get so excited about, on the TV side, though, when they do their crossovers every year. Because yeah. we get to see all these characters play in the same sandbox. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's so much fun. And now that the fact that we're getting to what we're about to get to, we're like, huh, this is crazy. Um, because, like, when you think about it, it's about the same size as the Marvel Universe roster of oh, characters yeah. that With we have. With the characters that we're getting? Absolutely. But also, in addition to that, though, it's like it's celebrating DC TV as a whole forever. Well, like going I mean, back to going back to 1966 with Burt Ward and Adam West, yeah, I which mean, is crazy. And the same way that I felt watching Endgame, you know, those those feels that I got from seeing all these characters together for the first time, moments of some moments where this is something I never thought I was ever going to see come to light. We're, I, I have a feeling I'm going to get those feels again with Crisis because we're going to see all these characters coming in. We're going to see characters interacting with characters we never thought we'd see interacting with each other. And I have a feeling there's going to be at least one moment during Crisis where we're getting that big everybody's together for the first time, probably the last time, the same way we had an endgame before the Avengers Assemble moment. Mm-hmm. We're going to get that in Crisis. The, yep. fa- the writers are going to give that to us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it all play out. But yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, but going back to Titans a little bit, yeah. is there any last big takeaways that you had from this and kind of where it feels like the ship is about to get steered towards? Um, I, I like the, I like how we talked about it's, it's, it feels like it's going to get a little light, more lighthearted. They're still going to give us those dark, gritty moments, which I'm fine with. There was part of my favorite. It's dark and gritty, but they're not afraid of humor. No. Yes, exactly. And that's I, like the dark and gritty. It's, I know people had issues with, but I enjoyed in season one. I think it's going to be less about self doubt and how to move forward in this season though. We're going to see more confident characters. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the cool part. Yeah, exactly. Um, as I, far as looking forward to season two, uh, I know what my the one thing I'm looking forward to the most, but before I I'll tell you mine, I'll turn it over to you. Is there any one particular thing you're looking forward to seeing, when thing or person when it comes to this season that you're looking forward to the most? Um, so watching Dick suit up his Nightwing for the first time is going to be like my number one. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure I know where it's going to end. I'm pretty sure we're going to see near the, we're close to near the end. Jason's going to die. You think? Yeah. You yeah. think that might be how they wrap season two? I could see it. Okay. So then where would they go from there? Would they bring in a Damian Wayne? Would they bring in another Robin at that point? No, I think I think he's going to defy the team, do something dumb, get himself killed. Uh, close to near the end, and then we're, it's Dick is going to keep it on his shoulders for a little bit, and they're going to get past it, but then we're going to get a tease that he's not dead, and they're going to tease Ray Shaw Ghoul for next season to bring him back. Okay. And then we're going to get Red... Uh, and maybe the big bad for next year is Red Hood. That would be interesting if they went that way. That's what I personally want. Okay. Uh, me, personally, uh, Connor and Crypto. I'm When we got the tease of them last season at the very end, I got really excited. And now that... I, I knew that we were they, they were bringing in Connor, and then when they mentioned that they were bringing in Crypto as well, I got even more excited. So I'm looking forward to this upcoming episode when we're getting our first introduction of Connor. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <clears throat> and yeah. I want to see what other beast formations Gar is going to take. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really just excited to see this kind of continue to play, and I can't wait to see you to a point where we have more of these Titans all in Titans Tower together. Yep. And just watching all these people living together and just... Having it just kind of just them just driving each other a little bit nuts. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. It is. It's absolutely going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. With that being said, uh, we could talk a little bit of news before we get out of here. And I'm actually going to kick it off with two congratulations uh, that we owe some of the cast members of these shows. Uh, first and foremost, one of the ones that you reminded me of is a big congratulations goes out to uh, Melissa, Melissa, <laughs> Benoit. Melissa Benoit um, and Chris Wood. Does, yeah. Okay. Chris, Chris Wood. Wood uh, for their for their nuptials, they got married over the course of last week, and they finally just made it. They finally just entered the public as uh, as newlyweds this this week as well. Uh, but on top of that, another huge congratulations goes out to Robbie Amell and Natalia for the birth of their baby. Uh, Robert Amell the fifth was born uh, on 
uh, September 12th of this uh, last week. So big congratulations goes out to them as well. That's very that's, awesome. That's really cool. So let's get the big another one. ML in the world. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so let's get the the big one out of the way. So we got a very interesting post and tweet from a Mr. James Gunn. Yes, we did. Where he said, "You know what? Fine, we're we're gonna here's here's the official logo for the Suicide Squad, which is comes from the old comic cover too. It's with the bullet holes across the word suicide, which is great. It was cool to see that, but uh, very very robust." list of names but i loved his uh the best part about his tweet was uh, don't get too attached yes. <laughs> so um we're just going to run through the the names here some of these people i'm not as familiar with so i apologize if i butcher any of the names i might be able to correct some of them too so it's so we know david Desmulchen. yep uh john cena which we've heard rumors of for a while and we've got confirmation which is um, great uh jai courtney uh joaquin Co- uh, cosio i think it is yep uh nathan fillion which we already knew about too joel kinnaman may ling ning uh, I think it's Flula Borg. Flula Borg. Uh, let's see. Shung Gun. Juan Diego. Uh, I think it's a Boto. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Storm Reed. Pete Davidson. Taika Watate. Alicia Brega. Steve Aggie. Uh, oh, Aggie. Uh, Tanisha Kajesi, I think it is. Daniela Melchior. Peter Capaldi. Julio Ruiz. Peter Capaldi. Uh, let's see. Jennifer Holland. Vi- uh, Viola Davis. Idris Elba. Margot Robbie. And Michael Rooker. Yes. Um, there's a lot of big names in there, and I mean a lot, and a lot of them coming from previous projects of James Gunn. Michael Rooker, Sean Gunn, Nathan Fillion, like these are friends of, of guns that... But this is also our, our, our real first pure confirmation that Idris Elba wasn't purely a rumor, because we kept hearing, oh, he's in it, he's in it, and there's a lot of big names that you're wondering how small or large their role is going to be. Yeah. Like... I have a feeling Idris Elba is going to remain one of our our leads. Of oh, this. absolutely. Yeah. There's no way they're going to bring in somebody like Idris Elba for like a 10-minute scene. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. Um, you know, I, I think I would not be surprised to see people like Joel Kinnaman, Jai Courtney, um, be fodder from the previous movie mm-hmm. uh, and knocking off some of the old team. Well, I mean, when you look at the, the, the casting, you know, I know there's another story that you'll talk about a little bit more is that we... James Gunn has said most of the casting news that's out there is wrong. The only confirmed characters, the only people, the only things confirmed about these characters is we know Jai, Jai Courtney is returning as Captain Boomerang, and Margot Robbie is coming in as Harley Quinn. Yeah, and Joel Kinnaman is still playing Rick Flag, and Viola Davis is still playing Amanda Waller. Yeah, that's that's, it. that's, that's all it. we know. I mean, even we know. even Gunn has said like the big news revealed at one point that Steve Agee was playing Killer Shark, and that was the most reported King news Shark. story. King Shark, sorry. It's Killer Croc, King Shark. Um, you know, and that was one of the biggest news newscastings reported. But Gunn has said, none of this is confirmed. Yeah, like David Dispulchin is Polka Dot Man and stuff like that. And it sounds yeah. like none of that's confirmed at all. No, so. Steve Agee's Killer Shark, Kill, King Shark isn't even confirmed. Yeah. So he might not be King Shark at all. Know who would be awesome for King Shark? Who? Rooker. Well, with the Finn from playing... Well, no, I'm just saying it's like in general, like, just have him voice the character. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you think of... It would be perfect. Uh, Rooker would be perfect as King Shark. I think Idris Elba, having seen him from the latest Star Trek movie that he did, I think Killer Croc would be a, a good role for him as well. I don't think we're going to see something like that. I think we'll see something completely different. And we also got a Killer Croc in the last one, yeah. too. So yeah. I don't think that character's going to return. No. Um, and we know that... Idris Elba is not also playing Deadshot. It's not a recasting of that either. It's somebody completely different, yeah. so which is great. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's what this is going to boil down to and what this is going to be. And Gunn said it's going to be a while before the details are released as to who's playing who. I think it's going to be a good year. I, I think we might. I think we'll know at San Diego Comic Con next year, probably. And I think that's when we're going to get. Our and I'm first. okay not knowing. Uh, you know what? Because this is just interesting, and I'm curious, and I just want to see where it's going to go. Yeah, but it's—I I mean, that's a—it's that's a massive roster, and I mean, the fact that we know a lot of these people are going to die in the film, and I wouldn't be surprised to see something really over the top and silly, like Nathan Fillion and Michael Rooker, uh, you know, his his brother Sean, all on another Suicide Squad team with Jai Courtney, Joel Kinnaman, and they all—they're all fighting all in the yep. first first few <laughs> moments of the movie. Yep. Yeah, um, and I would not be surprised to see that play. It's it's kind of like how similar it was when Lost was a big thing still, and um, uh, Josh Holl- Josh Holiday was cast in the Mission Impossible movie at that time, and you're like, oh, Josh Holloway in this, this is gonna be great. Oh, Josh Holloway died in the first five minutes of the movie. Never mind. 
it could be the same thing with these characters because I mean, I mean, and nothing's to say that the people that are on this list though too won't have a sequence shot and ultimately cut from from the film. True, that's very true. that's very common too. I mean, you know, you hear stories like that all the time. But somebody's like, oh, I shot this awesome scene. That scene was never, never made it. Never made it. Yep. So, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what this is going to be like. Me too. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait. So we'll see. But that is really kind of it for the big movie stuff. The stuff that, as far as that's been confirmed, mm-hmm. oh, we'll 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 keep it at that. I mean, there's a lot of rumors about like stuff, more stuff with the Batman right now about um, you know, the specifics of what the storyline potentially could be. Uh, you know, we had a lot of patents and talk a little bit more about like trying on the suit for the first time in the last couple of weeks. Um, but nothing like, you know, groundbreaking, I think, that we really feel like we need to discuss right now. But, um, you know, there was a lot of interesting stuff that's it's keeping our brains churning for what's to come. Did we talk about I don't remember if we I don't think we did talk about it last week. Did, did we make mention at all about how they're looking for a, a colored actress to play Catwoman in the Batman? It's still apparently a rumor. OK, uh, it's not been confirmed by anyone okay. that they're potentially looking for a person of color to play play Selena Kyle. And if they do, cool. Go it's ahead. fine with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, I, all I like will I said, say Earth, is Earth, 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 rumor or not, it led to a great moment with me and our buddy Drew Powell from Gotham on Twitter, which, you know, you know, he when uh, when Matt Reeves posted something about it and uh, Drew responded saying, hey, if you're looking for someone to play Grundy, I know a guy. <laughs> and I ended up making an image that got a little bit of attention on that on Twitter, which was a lot of fun. Very cool. So. All right. Well, let's jump into talking some TV stuff. So for Arrow, uh, we do know that obviously the flash forwards are still going to be in the final season. We've talked about that a couple months ago. Yeah. But it sounds like they're going to be used a little bit differently. So they're abandoning the kind of show's signature flashback, flash forward kind of format. And it's more going to be kind of uh, treating each episode as its own event. So there's going to be something that they're going to be fo- focusing on where that kind of rolls into the same storyline. But it sounds like it's not going to be like this flash forward, flashback sequence that is building to something bigger that we've seen previously where it's kind of telling its own story and it's unfolding episode by episode. Well, God, because I kind of looked at it too. I think we talked about this before that, you know, the the current story has been wrapped. I mean, we've gotten, you know... For the most part, we've wrapped what is currently happening on Arrow, and they're leaving us with the flash-forwards. But I feel like the flash-forwards would almost be current, and the flashbacks of Steven, or of Oliver traveling the multiverse will kind of be flashbacks. But I don't know how it's going to work. It, it's just going to be wait and see yeah. how they do it. Yeah, so um, in addition to, there was another no-dust story, uh, which was um, <laughs> the showgirl, uh, or the showgirls, but the Supergirl showrunners, I just... You see what I did? Yeah, there. I did. Yeah, um, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Belissa Minoy. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so pretty much, you know, the showrunners for Supergirl pretty much teased on the fact that Crisis on Infinite Earths is going to have a heavy impact on the series. I'm like, you, you, yeah. duh. <laughs> we knew yeah. that the moment you announced Crisis. Yeah, it's like, well, thanks for that information. I'm sure nobody here <laughs> yep. knew this. If you're a DC fan, I mean, I'm sure for the people that don't know DC really in depth on how big of an impact Man, that can be, that it, could be as much as Supergirl dying to just their worlds merging. I, I it could I, be anything. I kind of want to be in the mind of somebody who has no idea what Crisis is while watching this that would be exciting that would be incredibly because exciting. they're not going to know a damn thing of what's going to happen I mean like my I have really really strong plaster walls if you just start working working your head onto them for like the next 10 to 15 minutes <laughs> I'll forget I'll, inf- I'll forget crisis I mean among many other things but yeah. yeah it's but we can get started my own name how to drive you know they'll go with it but yeah, um, it's fine yeah but then you'll be more excited about crisis like who are these characters that's true <laughs> never seen these characters before you know what? The guy that can I don't run think really I like fast. comic books you're like who are you <laughs> All right, uh, so jumping into The Flash. Uh, so we know officially that season six picks up 10 seconds after season five ends. Um, so that's a kind of a surprise. That's that's the, I think, quickest to that anything is just kind of going, boom. Yeah, this is where we're picking yeah. up from. Um, so, yeah, this is pretty much the death of Nora, and then we're just moving forward. And it sounds like, you it'll, know. It'll be very interesting if in that 10 seconds is when the monitor shows up. Uh, well, we know he's going to appear in the first episode, mm-hmm. so it's a question of when. Yep. Uh, so, but again, this is kind of interesting to know that we're we're sparking off from that moment, pretty much where things ended. Um, there's there's no time time change, no delineation between any of that. Uh, and it makes you wonder where that lines up with where Arrow ended. Um, yeah. You know, if this is the moment before Ollie has joined up with the Monitor, because time had passed. 
Yeah, you're right. So uh, it, it's really questioning on where where those pieces converge. Is this the end of this? Is where Ali and Felicity have already had a kid, or not? Or is it still several months mm-hmm. while them retired in the woods? Is where the flash ends. So I'm, I'm very curious on where yeah. where those connect. It's going to be interesting how the timeline how the timeline moves yeah. with it. But it's also going to be such a different format for the Flash this year too cuz like we're getting two big bads, one for the first half of the season, one for the second half. So we're getting one pre-crisis, one post-crisis. So we know blood yeah. work, but we don't know the second one yet. Yeah. Uh, the other piece though too is man oh man, we got to have some some much better shots of that new Flash suit. And uh and they finally got it. It's, they finally got it right. It makes me wonder because uh Carlos Valdez has come out and said that they're there are a bunch of new costumes this season, and one of them is his favorite that he's ever seen through the course of the series. And it makes me wonder if it's not that flash suit, who else's costume is going to look that awesome this season? I don't know, but like I think they kind of looked at the Godspeed suit and said, we proved we can do anything. And they're like, how can we not get the flash suit right? Man, they got rid of the bicycle helmet, and it's so nice to see. Do you know I've been eyeing that as a possible Halloween costume this year, is the Godspeed suit? Oh, yeah. But I just don't have the body structure to yeah. put on a flash speedo you you and, you and i have a very, you and i have a very similar yeah. similar build we, we both got little bellies Ex- you yeah know? exactly so it's uh, not, as not, much as i would not, love, not huge bellies we, we, we both got we have our we have our little you can tell we enjoy a drink every once in a while like that's yeah, yeah, that's the much. kind of belly that we have yeah. like it's not we're not overweight but that we got a little bit of the oh yeah the belly Love handles do exist in this room. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's it's one of those things that I would love to do a costume yeah. where I was the Flash or Godspeed because the Godspeed costume I found looks amazing. I just don't have the body structure to yeah. do it, unfortunately. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, the Flash suit looks great, though. Um, the only thing that feels like it's not directly 100% to the comic books is the lack of gold boots. But that's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm fine with that. I mean, it, beyond that, it looks like it ripped off the page of, um, you know, the new 52 flash suit to whatever, like, you know, the rebirth suit. It's pretty much identical. Down to the fact that finally, and I mean, absolutely finally, the wings on the side of the helmet or the, the or on the cowl finally protrude out. They're big. Like, they're not, like, they didn't go small. They finally have them right. It looks like how the flash is supposed to look. Yeah. Um, but like the the suit looks sleek though. It doesn't have that weird rubber like, you know, skin flap that they had on the suit from last year. You know, everything about it looks right. It has texture to it. it it's, but it's not leather anymore. It's it, it just has this cool design to it. I can't remember if it's a rumor or I I just remember reading it from somewhere that it's either there's rumor this picture exists or it does exist and we just haven't seen it yet. That there is a picture of Grant wearing the John Wesley ship version of the flash suit. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm uh, sure th- I'm sure there's a photo of that out there somewhere. Yeah, which I would love to see because and it's funny because when we we posted the story that John Wesley ship was returning to the crossover, which we didn't mention actually. Uh, uh, the that's news. the next story. Oh, sorry. Um, Way to bury the lead. I know, <laughs> sorry. Uh, somebody posted like it uh, you know the seeing John return in that ancient flash suit. And I'm like, um, sir, I, and I commented back. I'm like, I believe you spelled it wrong. I think you meant classic flash suit. It's not ancient. It's classic. Yeah. You know, and he turned around and he was like, yeah, you're right. He's like, it's classic. Yeah. Ancient. The nineties are not ancient. No. I know it was a little bit of time ago, but still 30 years is not ancient. Exactly. So, so yeah. All right. It's really just making us make sure we don't feel bad about our ages anymore. <laughs> That's really all that is. All right. But like like Ben just ruined, yes, John Wesley Sorry. Ship is returning to crisis. <laughs> but he's not the only person. Like I said, we also know that Jonah Hex is going to be uh, joining us into the mix as well for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. So, uh, but that actually was the final two stories for this week. Um, yeah, that that's going to that's gonna wrap it up for us, man. Right. We're, we, we, cool. we don't have anything else. No. And we're under 50 minutes. So Which is let's great. See. We, let's, we've got let's see if we can keep it under an hour. Minutes. we got two minutes to keep it under 50 minutes. All right. Well, in that case, uh, we're going to do our recommendations for this week. And the first one is, I think we're going to share both of these. Uh, so the first one is, if you haven't had a chance yet to watch it, watch uh, begin season two of Titans because it's great so far. Uh, and we can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. However, the second recommendation we have for this week is the other podcast that Rob and I are working on, which has currently launched. There are two episodes available uh, already online, and that is our Still Afraid of the Dark podcast, which will be nine parts, releasing every Thursday leading up to Thursday, October 31st, which is Halloween night. So uh, we're getting a new episode every week. As I mentioned, two have been released already. 
Uh, we're releasing video components that go with it uh, as far as the drink recipes of the drinks that we're drinking while we talk about them. Uh, chapter one was still afraid. It was uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. We talked about the book series and the movie. Uh, we've already done the uh, Sleepy Hollow, which was the 1999 Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow and the 1949 Disney Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, and we have some more already in the bag that we're going to be releasing, like I said, every Thursday. Mm-hmm. You can find that podcast uh, on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Next Level Network, or on the website for uh, Next Level Network, which is thenextlevelnetwork.com. And while I'm at it, I will, of course, mention the Facebook page for this podcast, which is facebook.com slash DC Primetime. And as for me, you can also find me, in addition to the podcast that Ben just mentioned, through the Caffeine Crew cast of pods. Uh, again, just head over to www.thenextlevelnetwork.com, where you can check out that. The newest episode on digital consumption has just been released last week. Um, in addition to that, I know we're gearing up for our Halloween episodes. I think we have one more before that, and then we'll be diving into Halloween. I think our Halloween topic is we're actually going to go in-depth into vampires, I something I, we haven't done. I want to do that, too. Um, I'm hoping I'm, I'm I have a lot of people excited about that one, yeah. too. And they're like, please, can we do it? Please? I'm like, <laughs> I was like, but can we do something different? And they're like, no. <laughs> this is it. So the, the cast has stood up and it is... Has stated this is what we're doing, regardless of my my personal <laughs> thoughts on this one at all. So whether you're on it or not, this exactly. is the one we're recording. It's like go, just go ahead, guys. I'm just gonna sit over here and click buttons for a while. <laughs> uh, but um, but in addition to that, though, too, a big special thank- thanks to our good friend George Shaw at George Shaw. George Shaw at George Shaw music.com where you can go check out all the projects he's working on we want to say a special thanks for the music that you get to hear every week on the show uh unless it's a special one which is usually an annual or something along those lines but then we have some other fun stuff too but yeah Yeah. make sure to check that out but uh we'll be back in two weeks with something with something uh we'll see what i'm sure something's gonna come up in that meantime that we're gonna we're gonna figure out what to do and we'll probably post it on the facebook page once we figure out what we're gonna do yeah but we're we're less than a month away from shows returning i know i know and i think the first week that they're back i'm not in town so yeah we'll figure it out though we might be a day late or something but we'll we might be a week late maybe we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we'll see Uh, But in the meantime, thank you, of course, for being a part of the DC Primetime family. Thank you for uh, liking, commenting, subscribing, listening, all that you guys do. Until next time, though, we will see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace. Peace.